two, one. There it is. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It looks like uh, we didn't make it in time for Facebook, but that's okay. Uh, we're going to have a really great time today with uh, our new friend out of Jersey. Here we go. Practicing polyamory. Real life perspectives from the imperfect people of polyamory. The mission of the Practicing Polyamory podcast is to provide a platform for all of the real-life, flawed humans that practice polyamory so that we might all learn from one another and grow as a community. Enjoy the show. All right, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today's going to be kind of a short one uh, because our guest is on a bit of a time constraint. So I'm just going to jump right in and introduce our guest really quick. Our guest is a licensed clinical therapist who specializes in working with people who live out-of-the-box lifestyles, including polyam folks. She's a writer. She loves to perform, presumably her own poetry. She also believes that the best thing that we can do in relationships is to be grown-ups, not act like children throwing a fit or like high schoolers with all the drama. I am so excited to bring our guest here today. We're going to have a lot of fun. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Mirelle Adler. <laughs> all right, there it is. There it is. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for joining us. I'm doing really great, and I'm glad to be on your show. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to have you. So uh, you were telling me a little bit uh, before the show, so I'm going to have you just kind of do an intro. Uh, tell me about who you are and how it is that you are serving the polyamorous community. Okay. So I have uh, just a really great experience working with people who are polyamorous and um, obviously flirted with a lifestyle myself, which is how I got interested in it. Many years ago, I encountered a very large, very poorly um, understood community of people who felt that they were not happy being in a hetero um, monogamous relationship. And it was called Ask Joanne. It was a huge uh, sort of listserv. And it like was had like 35,000 members on it. And throughout the whole entire chat situation, people kept talking about how they have no choices. Their choices are limited. They have to leave their spouses in order to live true to themselves. And I just felt like there has to be something else out there mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that would sort of address that problem, especially for women who identified possibly as bi or lesbian and were in heteronormative uh, relationships. And so that's when I embarked on my little journey. And I absolutely love working with people who are above the table and honest and clear with each other and clear about their expectations about, you know, how they can love and um, spend a lot of time thinking about communication and about ethics and relationships. So they are a pleasure to work with. And I'm very glad that I'm doing this. Well, thank you for doing it. It really is a huge, um, I don't know. It's it's a benefit to the community that we have uh, a website like polyfriendly.org, which uh, is how we met, uh, where, where I found you. Um, and so when you were introduced to this, when you, uh, you know, kind of started thinking this way, were there resources like polyfriendly.org already available or was this something that you uh, were looking for? How did you manage to find your way into the community? That's an excellent question. I'm trying to decide what came first, the chicken or the egg. But I, <laughs> I got to know members of the kink community first. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, possibly that came first. Um, but um, that's an excellent question. It's a really good question. I think uh, it was sort of these poorly articulated chat groups that mm-hmm. got me started. And then I did my own research. I don't think I researched the word polyamory at the time. Mm-hmm. I think I researched how to stay in an ethical relationship while also oh, seeing okay. other people. So I think got it. that's what may have led me. And then, of course, Franklin Vo showed up at one point. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep. Franklin Vo. And uh, why can't I think of her name right now? Um, <laughs> I have some I'm books thinking of all these. Anyway. <laughs> I have the next door right here. And I have... Uh, Wait, wait. I have the polyamorous next door, and I possibly also have something about the lesbian polyamorist. Oh, nice. Um, on my shelf as well. <laughs> Good reading material for sure. Good reading material. Now we'll have to post those for for people to uh, yeah. to take a look at. So one of the things that you're talking about, one of the things that you've mentioned uh, a couple of times, is everybody being above board right? Mm-hmm. Everybody being ethical about their choices, ethical about their um, relationships and all these different things. Do you see like different people having different definitions of what that means? Yes, absolutely. And I have to say that I have standards. So mm-hmm. if something isn't safe, sane and consensual, it's not something that I would welcome into my practice. There it is. Uh, And I'll be honest with you, there have definitely been people that got that confused when they first started seeing me and Mm -hmm. I straightened them out real good. (laughs) (laughs) They might not be seeing me anymore, but um, uh, yeah, so I really truly believe that um, whom I'm trying to help is a specific kind of polyamorist and especially someone who is earnest and loving and generous and compassionate. And there are other people too. And those people I usually disencourage from, you know, joining my practice and from me having to, you know, provide them with therapy. Yeah. I mean, it's (laughs) in the insurance space, we call it firing our client because that happens sometimes if you're working with somebody who just, (laughs) it's not quite jiving. It's not quite working right for whatever reason. And something like that, an ethical uh, disagreement that's that's going to cause that. I mean, it causes it in the relationships as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, when, when the people... other thing about it, Go I ahead. think is important to remember is I don't do a fair recovery therapy. Ah. I don't do affairs in general. If there is an affair, you know, that gets blown out into the water immediately. And if the person doesn't, you know, treat the affair like you would in a relationship in which everyone has a right to know, then they're not included in my practice. Meaning. Got it. Yeah. Got it. So that's just something that you step away from altogether. It's like, go see somebody else for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. That makes sense. What about uh, when it comes to being above board, say with our families? Uh, is that something that you talk yeah. to people about and help them with? So, of course, everything is included. Bit. It's a package Everything. deal. <laughs> so, for example, I have a, many couples that were successful in just introducing their own wishes to each other. For example, um, working with 
an individual who wanted to express their interest in opening their relationship ethically mm-hmm. and needed support in order to be able to articulate that. So I will work with couples if there's an individual who clearly needs to, you know, work out a message like that. I also work with couples who have started out being polyamorous mm-hmm. and need a help to sort of normalize it in their family of origin or, you know, mm-hmm. be able to figure out a way how to live, you know, polyamorously. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyway, so there's a lot of discussions around like, what do mom and dad have to know? What happens if mm-hmm. we have children? And um, sure. So I do work with that. Uh, those those are the stories that I want to know, actually, if if, if uh, we can get that from you. So, I mean, just for, for my personal experience, um, here I am on the Internet, right, blasting it everywhere. So <laughs> my parents definitely know uh, and my whole family knows. <laughs> But it, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily widely accepted, right? They love me. They accept me. But the relationship style, I, I, I think that most of them are still, you know, at, at, at best on the fence about it. Very few of them are just outright accepting. So what kinds of, of things do would you tell, you know, your your clients that are in these instances where you know these circumstances where their families you know maybe they they're even worse off where they're just not accepted but you know here if they're if they're at least accepting of the person if not the relationship style i think what's important to understand is polyamory is still on the very outer fringes of what our society is starting to accept, find acceptable. Mm-hmm. And it's very important to remember that some people will lose their jobs. There are custody battles that turn ugly um, when it's discovered that one partner is seeing someone else outside of mm-hmm. the relationship and there's a lot to lose. So when I'm meeting with somebody who wants to say, come out to their family, they don't necessarily want to come out everywhere. They just want right. to maybe be able to get comfortable bringing home another partner to Thanksgiving or something, but they don't necessarily want to tell their boss. Right. Um, And I think that's still a pretty real problem that we have, that people don't believe that it's ethical. They don't believe that it's above grade. And there's very little understanding that this is a conscientious, conscious decision that people make in relationships. It's ethical to us when we're practicing it because of the way that we practice it and making sure that, you know, everything is safe, sane, and consensual. But it's not particularly moral quote unquote to the greater society which has you know a lot of basis a lot of foundation frankly in religion yeah there's another one jewish person i don't know if you noticed on my website (laughs) i didn't yet but i don't hide that i i do live as an orthodox jewish person and i raise my family that way but i am also a humanist victor frankl Mm -hmm. style i really truly believe that ethically we should be allowed to live our life as we see fit as long as we don't harm ourselves or somebody else so and i don't think the two of them don't go nicely together i just think it has to be done with a lot of thought and a lot of compassion and a lot of honesty and a lot I of want, 
and a lot of conversation. <laughs> communicate, communicate, communicate. Um, I hope you don't mind that uh, I put your website down here on the bottom. Is that all right? Sure, of course. Perfect. Regrowth, regrowth therapy. Um, and, you know, I know that we we don't have a whole lot of time today. I know that you've got something else coming up, uh, yes. but it's already been so great getting to know you. I hope that you'll come Thank back. You. Uh, I would love Thank to do a, a round two with you uh, when we, <laughs> when we have great. some more time. Um, yeah, maybe but, we can talk about some examples of how this would really work. Like if people go to therapy, how that would really affect their lives, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty fabulous, you know, thank God. I mean, I've had some pretty fabulous results just from people feeling like they could talk to someone, you know, talk to somebody who understands, who is affirmative, who can help. So. 100%. I mean, just, just to be heard is part of the reason why we have the communities that we have, why we, why I started this podcast is to give people a chance to be heard, to, to give people a stage to, you know, say, say what they want to say and, and, and just be there, be open, be free. So, um, you know, thank you, first of all, for, for coming on. Um, and definitely I, I want to have this round too, cause we were, I'm telling we were just barely scratching the surface and it's like, yeah. oh, all right. We already yeah, got to go. <laughs> I did want to share with you that I'm interested in exploring, and that is what happens when one partner wants to be polyamorous and the other partner does not. And I think that would be a wonderful conversation to have, you know, especially with someone like me who hears the other side of the story more often than not. So yes. I think that would be interesting as well. I absolutely agree. So, uh, Mirelle, you are going to have to sign up for a round two. But uh, before sure. we head off here, uh, would you tell kindly tell anybody who, uh, if needs help, uh, can they get in touch with you and how can they best do oh, that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely will consider everyone who reaches out to me. There is a contact box on my website. That's the most reliable way to get to me. And I really think that you should try, meaning if I don't have availability or there's a waiting period, then not a problem, you know, I'll work it out with you. But definitely, if you feel like you want support, you want to have a place where you can sound out some thoughts about what you're thinking of, or you're already in a polyamorous situation, and you're having a lot of pushback, you know, it's really a wonderful thing to do to go to therapy. And I do take a lot of insurances in the state of New Jersey. So if you do live in New Jersey, and you do have a pretty decent um, health insurance, then it's possible that I, you know, it can work. Perfect. And once again, that website is uh, www.regrowththerapy.com. And uh, thank you to Yvette, who uh, says, as a therapist, relatively new in the field, I so appreciate you hearing you talk about the ways in which you can create safe spaces for folks to have these difficult conversations. So thank you, Mirelle. Uh, and thank you, Yvette. And thank you, as always, to our live audience. Um, don't forget that when you are live, we don't get any commercial interruptions. The same cannot be said for the podcast downloads. So make sure that you catch us live every day, uh, Monday through Wednesday, every day, every Monday through Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Otherwise, uh, sign up for Patreon where you can get the free uh, the commercial free RSS feed. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'm rushing through this because I want to get Mirelle out of here because she's got a thing to do. So follow yeah. me on all social media at Practicing Polyay. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Love it you lots. Wonderful. No problem. <laughs> and thank you, Mirelle. Have a great one. You too. Be well. Practicing Polyamory. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Practicing Polyamory podcast. Would you or someone in your polycule like to be a guest? Sign up at practicingpolyamory.com and join the conversation. Please support us by subscribing, liking, and following us on social media at Practicing Polya by clicking any of the affiliate links on our website or by subscribing at patreon.com slash practicing.